I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. When it comes to money, it's one concept to once you're in a relationship once you get married is to merge your money together but many families do still have very separate money structures so which one's right and which one's wrong Lindsay, tell me oh i love it um oh man they're both right (laughs) isn't that such an annoying question or answer sorry um so if i had to choose one it would be together. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, before you go on, okay, what do you personally do together? Together, okay, yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So here's my analogy. Here's how I look at it. If we are with this person, we are living together. We are buying groceries and cooking dinner together. We are raising children together. We are going to retire together. Why would we do money not together? Like if I, if you and I are going to get together in a kitchen and bake a cake, it would be really weird for you to do half the cake and me to do half the cake. It wouldn't work. We have to, yeah, you can do the wet and I can do the dry, but then it has to go together before it goes in the oven. Mm-hmm. Our money is no different. Mm-hmm. It, there has to be some sort of togetherness because the life that is being designed in this scenario is together. Mm-hmm. It has to be together. What do you think? Like you guys do yours together, but what's your like? Yeah. So we, on it? we have done all of our stuff together, mostly because I am high level bossy and he would never have a plan. And so I just took the reins. He also doesn't really care too much. Um, but I do, the, the longer I've been in the industry and the longer I've seen, the more often I've seen marital separations or friction, mm-hmm. the more I see the need for both parties to also maintain some level of independence. Um, I agree. think that coming from the woman's perspective, I can see more situations where women rely on their spouse mm-hmm. or because they either went on maternity leave or are being the caregiver in the home where they don't have access to that recurring income. And that makes me as a financial planner say you need some sort of autonomy on one component to maintain your independence. If you need to make a change or if change is forced upon you, 
you need to be able to have resources at your disposal that aren't shared. Agreed. But like you said, in terms of an ideal situation, you're a team, act like it. Yeah. Uh, I also think that there's typically in the two parties, there's one who knows more about the money than the other. And the other is completely fine letting that person who knows more just take the reins because they likely know more about some other component of their family dynamic. Uh-huh. So I do lean on the fact that, yeah, I think it's bet you're, you're going to get farther quicker together. Yeah. But also both parties should maintain some sort of independence. Is that an annoying answer too? It's kind of like a high. All of our answers are annoying. Sorry, listeners, <laughs> for our annoyingness. Um, but that's that's the reality, right? Yes. Yeah. Building a house, going to a doctor, no matter what, like they're all um, situation specific answers. Always, it's just how life goes. Um, but as a so, I think what we're saying is that as a rule of thumb, together, together is the goal. Um, some autonomy at the same time and separate can work my clients so um i build what i call bank account architecture to support my clients budgeting and financial goals and so in the design of their bank account architecture um even if they want to do it completely separate i have a must one needs to be joint because there is one mortgage or rent there is one electricity bill. Um, so we need to have somewhere where we can both uh, put our money. Yeah. So sometimes I'll have our, have my clients, like their, their paychecks might come into their own um, individual accounts and then a predetermined amount gets transferred into a joint account to take care of household expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, we're also usually transferring money for, um, excuse me, things like um, emergency funds, vacations, like anything that is going to be done jointly. Um, We are also taking money from their personal accounts and putting it into joint accounts for those joint items. Um, I've only had a few cases in my career where that has not been a safe option for both parties. Um, but that's just, you know, the, the stereotypical demographic that I'm working in um, often doesn't have those concerns. Um, but there are some times where that wouldn't be safe to have anything joint. Um, in that case, I mean, we're obviously no longer talking about money issues we're talking about much you know bigger broader deeper things than just money um and and in those cases even if it's not safe to put the money together at the very least i would hope that people could do their planning together um do like come up with a household budget together and by together i don't mean that they are both giving 50 percent if one person loves numbers and Excel and planning, then let that person do it, but make sure that the, that the other person is contributing, understands, has an opportunity to share their thoughts and feelings over, you know, how, um, how that plan is coming together. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, it's not that um, I think we're a hundred percent team together. It's that even if you prefer to have things separate, Mm -hmm. you, there needs to be a level of transparency there Mm -hmm. because I think that what I had one of, I had a call recently with someone and she described it as feeling like she was in the stuck place. Like she just felt like she couldn't go. She didn't know what her next right step was. She didn't know really even what their goals were together because there was a lack of transparency. And when they do manage things separate, if um, things went over and above what her capacity was to cover the visa bill or the kid's expense or whatever it was, she would just message her partner and, and say like, or message like they're texting from each other's room, but like she would connect with the partner. <laughs> well, <maybe. like> probably. <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't done that. <laughs> Can you turn the light off? Can you bring the garbage in? <laughs> yeah. so, but know. she would connect with her partner and say like, I'm, you know, $2,000 short on the visa bill. Can you either e-transfer me or go ahead and make the bill pay- payment? This is the amount that we're short. I'm short. Uh-huh. And he a hundred percent of the time was like, yeah, no problem. Done. And it's, it's just that lack of being on the same page where she wants to know, like, are we okay for retirement? Like, when is your retirement date? And when can I maybe make work optional? And like, we have talked about doing this family trip, like, when is it going to be real? (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. There has to be that togetherness, that planning, that, you know, cooperation, right? And I think it's the last, I think a lot of reasons why people keep things separate. I mean, we're human beings, we're complicated. We all have different backgrounds and histories and potential traumas. Mm -hmm. So that element is absolutely real and needs to be factored in. But we are scared of losing control, I think. And so when you bring another party into your bank account, you don't have control over that person. And that can feel really uncomfortable and lead to what you think is a problem. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've been seeing pretty frequently um, with some of our clients that we're working with is that you are not the problem. Your partner is not the problem. The problem is the problem. Okay, so let's identify what the problem is without assigning blame and let's get some systems and strategies in place to address the problem, (laughs) not the human. Yeah, Um, you know, you're with this person for a reason you connect. I mean, it might be the end of this relationship. That is very much true. And a lot of people's reality. But if it's I mean, Which our thoughts on that would change, like our, our thoughts on how things should go would change if that was the scenario, right? Like, oh, if the marriage is ending, then maybe talking about this whole togetherness all of a sudden doesn't make much sense anymore. Right? That's right. And it's also like financial fights are the number one stressor and reasons couples argue. So by shifting the perspective of saying, they're not the problem and I'm not the problem. What is that problem is I think a mindset shift that can really help you identify, okay, let's take the emotion out of it as much as you can. 
easier to say, you know, very difficult to do. And let's, you know, band together against this problem. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, everything always comes back to communication, right. And planning. Um, But often, yeah, those problems, they're, they come from that place Mm -hmm. um, and they get worse the longer it goes right? Not having your finances together is, is a real, um, it's a real like brick wall. Um, you taking down that brick wall, like you have to be vulnerable to show somebody all of your daily transactions, how we spend our money says a lot about us. You know, they say like, you can tell a lot from somebody by digging through their trash can. Um, you can also tell a lot by somebody from digging through their bank account transactions. And I would say that like, if we don't have that level of vulnerability, transparency, and trust with our partner, um, then, you know, again, we're, we're probably not talking about a money problem. Um, lots of times it's just something that like people have never done before and like they're nervous to try, or they don't know how, or we use different banks and putting it together is just, uh, uh, you know, pain in the, you know what, right? Like it's sometimes it's a logistical, um, barrier, but what I see when, when my clients are coming to me and their money is separate, it's, you know, back to the cake example, it's like doing things 50, 50, mm-hmm. well, name something else you do 50, 50, like, do you write down all the chores and then split it 50, 50, like that would be kind of odd to like really nitpick down to, you know, exactly how many hours we are each spending. Like we both just do the things that need to be done. Um, I would say that uh, it is not always equal or fair. Um, And if that is something that interests anybody, um, I think we've both read or listened to what's that book called? Um, Fair Play. Fair Play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll put a link in the show notes of a fair play. Um, it is a very interesting uh, read or listen. Um, but yeah, like we're not typically dissecting the other things to do to be 50 50. Um, and then so we don't earn 50 50. So if I'm taking care of some things in my bank account, and you're taking care of some things in, in your bank account. It is a um, like a diminishing experience for the one person to have to say, I ran out of money. Can you pay this this month? Mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm $2,000 short on the credit card. Can you go and pay that? Um, that often is a very, like I say, a diminishing experience for that one person. It can also lead to the now, you know, the, the new payer to have to say, well, what did you do with all that money? Mm-hmm. Where did it go? And mm-hmm. then one person is justifying where they spent their money. Um, that, isn't a great scenario and it happens quite often in separate finances. Um, and so I just feel like we need to put together a, you know, a, a budget as well as a long-term plan that has both people uh, contributing to it in some fashion. Um, I do like spending accounts to be separate. Um, what I've seen happen a lot is, you know, especially if we have a one earner household, mm-hmm. there's a, there's often um, conflicts and like friction that comes up around, well, I worked all day at home or I worked all day at the office or on the job site. I came home and I'm tired. Now I want to relax. And the one at home is like, yeah, well, I worked at home all day and now 
you're here, I'd like you to pitch in. Um, and that happens with money as well, um, that the it happens quite often that the earner feels like they have more um, like rights to the dollars than the non-earner. Um, and I could give you some scenarios where I would agree with that. <laughs> um, but in you know a healthy household, um, I would probably not agree with that statement. And so having money together is important, but also in those types of situations, even if it's not you know nasty, um, the one who's coming home, maybe stressed out, had a bad day, um, you know, maybe they grab a case of beer on the way home. Well, often the one at home or the one doing the budget, they're the ones that see the dollars day in and day out. And that $15 six pack of beer might be the, like the cam, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm. one person is paying the bills they're in there um you know they they take more um control of the finances we don't have a plan on who gets to spend how much that or a starbucks or a amazon purchase can be the one you know the, the match that lights the blaze um and if we know that the togetherness is there if we also have a plan in what we're allowed to spend separately then that Amazon purchase isn't that big of a deal. It's like, well, this came out of, you know, like my spending money, the, the money that we have allocated that I can do whatever I want to do. It really eliminates a lot of tensions um, and conflicts around who is spending what. Um, like I can remember Graham spending, like what I thought at the time was quite a bit of money. I can't remember what, how much it was on uh, a rocket launching kit for him to take the kids over to the school field and launch rockets and I just thought it was such a dumb purchase it was probably like 150 or 200 or something along those lines um but I got to just smile and enjoy it because that came from his monthly spending money mm. and if that's what you want to spend it on I think it's awesome because it's not coming from mine and you're going to hang out with our kids by doing it um but by having the spending portion separate, I don't have to question or judge or worry that that rocket purchase is going to take away from the grocery dollars or the insurance dollars or some, some other area um, that I feel is more important. So togetherness, almost 100%, but spending separate. <laughs> So let's just keep this as confusing and wishy-washy as possible. <laughs> I also feel um, I can resonate with that experience you had because I am the money person and I can allocate, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, make sure all the versions of us are happy, the past ones who have debt that we need, or we have responsibilities that need to be met and bills that need to be paid. Current us, we need to live. Okay. We need to like have some sort of joy in life while we're in it. Mm -hmm. And then future us, we need to be able, you know, to make work optional one day and all those things. Mm -hmm. And, but while we're in the current us state, 
and we're doing things together, it can feel very frustrating when you're going through a tight time, like many families might be right now with interest mm-hmm. rates going up and all those things where you're making sacrifices, you're not, you're saying no to more things and then your partner doesn't Mm -hmm. and it can, it can just breed resentment. Or like head ripping off. It can also breed out. Or you can go straight. (laughs) Um, But it's just one of those things where it's like when everything's together and the spending can happen in that togetherness pile. It can feel very frustrating when you see debit tap, debit tap, debit tap, and you yourself have maybe resisted from those purchases. You said no to going out with your friends. You said no to that new outfit. You said no to going to winners or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one of the resentment is that big emotion that I would say is the reason to have at least some sort of separate spending account. Totally. Yeah. Like the areas of your life that you're doing together, those pots of money should be together. The areas of your life that you do separate, like your day-to-day spending, that should be separate. Um, And I think that's kind of what it boils down to, right? Um, And then in terms of like, long-term security, um, you know, like autonomous security to protect ourselves from, you know, whatever might happen. Um, you know, we can, we can look at, um, other accounts for that, right? It doesn't have to be your household account. It doesn't have to be your spending account. It can be a separate account. Um, and for, you know, for lots of people, maybe that would be like a TFSA, something along those lines. Like maybe you are planning on everything working out good and fine. And that TFSA is going to go towards your retirement um, fund. And if things don't work out, then maybe um, that account is in your name and you could, you know, you would have control over it instantly without asking anybody else for uh, for permission. Same thing goes with a, um, a credit card right? Just making sure that you do have your own stuff. Um, but I've always thought that it's really, it's really odd to, I understand that we need to protect ourselves against things happening, but I don't want to plan for those things happening. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like insurance, right? I don't buy a lot of insurance because I'm not planning for something to happen. Mm -hmm. I do have some insurance because I want to protect myself against the things that might happen. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to put too much time, energy, or money into them not happening. Right. Yeah. Or them happening, I guess. And I feel like this conversation, like me and you, I, we may have had this conversation before, or it could just be that because of the way that I know you manage your money, I all I obviously assumed your stuff was together. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but like having these conversations with your parents, with your friends, like, I don't understand why it doesn't happen. Like how come I know the way that my parent, I mean, they might not want me talking about this, but anyways, I'm an oversharer. I'm sorry, mom and dad, but like, I know the way that my parents did it was separate um, where my dad paid for something and my mom paid for something. I can't remember what the breakdown was, but it was like, 
my dad pays for all the bills, like all the mortgage payments and house and whatever. And my mom took all of her money and did like the groceries and all the savings. So all their um, retirement savings, saving for a big, big purchase, all those things was my mom's responsibility. My dad kept the lights on. And I think that's kind of an interesting breakup of things. And I remember my mom talking about that because that's what their financial advisor told to do. And they just never, they never changed it. They were just like, this is what someone smarter than me said to do. So So I'll do it. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. And my parents did it the same. I can remember my dad writing my mom a check every month because there was no online banking and transfers. (laughs) So he would write her a check um, for whatever amount. And I'm not sure exactly, you know, the breakdown or who paid for what, but I remember that that was their monthly routine. Mm -hmm. And, but we do need to consider that it's 2023 now and having joint accounts and doing transfers and like, it is a very, I remember my mom writing checks made out to cash (laughs) and then going to the teller. Yeah, because bank machines weren't a thing and she wanted to be able to um, uh, like have it in her like ledger, I guess. So she would make a check out to cash and go up to the teller and get the cash out. Um, And yeah, I can't remember why she did it that way. But uh, my point being, things have changed a lot and having joint accounts as well as separate accounts is quite simple. and, you know, like in when I'm designing bank account architecture or, you know, this is what I teach in my course, um, it doesn't matter what institution people are at. This is all possible. We can, we can have, you know, as many accounts as we want. We can have them be joint or separate or, you know, it's kind of like we can, we can create it however we want nowadays. Yeah. Um, so much simpler than it was for our parents' generation. And although things might be different, things have changed. There's online banking, there's e-transfers. You can literally open a bank account at midnight from the comfort of your bed, from your cell phone. Mm -hmm. The fact that they did do something monthly where they sat down, they talked about the numbers. Your mom said, the check you need to make out to me is this amount, or he told her, however it was, I think is something that is... Um, a regardless of time concept where every, if, if you feel uncomfortable, lack of clarity, a monthly check-in is the minimum. Totally. Yeah. I feel like once everyone, maybe like a year of doing at least a monthly check-in with each other, sitting down, looking at the numbers, seeing how things went, you can transition to maybe like a quarterly or, or whatever, but like monthly at a minimum, I think is is a really helpful thing, whether your money's together or separate. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would, I would agree. I think that if we can, if we can do some planning um, together up front and then have some conversations together, we can have our money together moving forward and and check in for, like you say, even maybe it's a year of those, of those uh, monthly conversations. Um, I find that, you know, when I'm implementing the the system that I use, like after a while, it's those conversations are pretty quick and boring. Um, Not really a whole lot to talk about. A lot of it is automated 
much has not changed month over month. Um, and that's what you want. Which is exactly what you want. You want these conversations to be boring, not to trigger resentment or an argument, yeah. um, but also have an appreciation that your family dynamic in terms of your financial picture is only as strong as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. So if one of you is either making poor money decisions or just doesn't know what they don't know or you know whatever that is it's like pull them up like like don't shame them or make them feel less than or or maybe you are that person you're trying to hide like don't do those things like you're only as strong as your weakest link and you there's so many tools out there that you can get your hands on but being on the same page and knowing we're in this together and uh, let's have these monthly meetings so that they can be at that spot where they're boring. And we're just doing like A, B, C, check, check, check. Um, yeah, we're on track or we're not on track. And this is what we're going to do to change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So together and separate is the golden rule. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today, go talk to someone about your money, either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there, head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.